0: Welcome to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. This is the place where you'll hear kids ministry experts dive deep into practical and inspirational topics to help make you the best kids ministry leader or volunteer you can be. On today's episode, Bill Emiot and Chuck Peters continue their conversation about kids ministry goals and how you can communicate those goals with your team. Let's get started. Here's Bill Emiot. It is good to be in the podcast
1: studio again today. And we are really kind of wrapping up a series we've had going on here. We've talked with Jana Magruder about philosophy. We've talked with Landry Holmes about vision and mission statements. And our last episode we talked with Chuck Peters about goals, setting goals, how to do that. I've invited Chuck back into the podcast studio today and we're going to talk about the importance of sharing these ph- philosophical type things, these the philosophy, your vision, and your goals. As a leader of your ministry, you're not only responsible for determining the why, but you're responsible for sharing the why. Yes. And that is sometimes difficult, especially if you aren't um, a marketer, or if you're not really under, you know, I expect everybody to read my mind or whatever the issue might be. We need to know, we need to know how we we've we we clearly yeah. defined the why, mm-hmm. but we've got to figure out how to get the message out there. Yes. So, Chuck, welcome back. I'm glad you're here.
2: Talk to me. Good to be here. Well, one of the first things when it comes down to casting that vision, remember we said it's not enough to have the vision. We have to communicate the vision. And so that's what we're talking about today is what are mm-hmm. some tips for for getting what's in your head or in your heart out to your team, out to the families you serve and to the rest of your church so you can get everybody on the same page. They're not lost in the backseat of the car while you're driving. They know where you're going because you told them, right? <laughs> right. So the, the first step with this is when it comes down, especially if you are changing the vision. Of your church. Okay, so there's two places you can find yourself. One is that you are not making changes to the vision that's currently happening. You just need to put words to it. So you may be running a ministry that, that lacks this missional statement, the vision, values, purpose statement. We call it your why. Mm-hmm. What's your why? It may be that you have a solid why that you're not trying to change. You just need to articulate. And so that's one place that you may find yourself. And if that's where you are, you're a step ahead of the game. And so we'll come back to that with some more of the communication. If you feel like your ministry needs a new vision, you have to start a step or two behind. And so if you are casting a new vision, if you have ideas about a new direction that you want to go with your ministry, the first thing you need to do is take it slow. Take so it slow. People don't like change. No. Right? Nobody does. And so especially if you're a new leader, if you're coming in as a new leader in your ministry, we may want to come in and make a whole bunch of changes right away and fix everything. Right? Right. That's a good way to lose your volunteers. Uh, exactly.
1: <laughs> I've often said you can turn the ship in one turn, but you can throw people overboard. Absolutely. If you're not That's careful. a great picture. Um, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Be careful yes. about this. Um, and none of us need to lose volunteers, or maybe we have a couple we'd like to so lose. If, but so none of us need to lose a lot of
2: volunteers. <laughs> not on purpose. Not on purpose. Yeah, right. So if you're if, if you are new, the the most important thing you can do at the beginning is gain the trust of the people that you're leading. Right. So as a leader, no matter what you're leading, it's important to gain the trust of the people. So they know that you're not just coming in to make change for the sake of making change. Right. But that they once they know you and know your heart. You can start to to communicate about things you're passionate about with them, and they can get excited just about who you are. You can get to know who they are. And then you can cast a vision that really is not just a vision that you've had in isolation mm-hmm. for the ministry, it's a vision that you have from within the ministry for the ministry. Right. It's in That's the context good. of the church. And so we need to know who we're leading. They need to know who's leading them. And in that context of trust, we can then move forward to maybe what God wants to do next right. in the ministry.
1: I think you're right. Too many times we come running in, barreling in, trying to make all these changes. I don't know if it's to prove that we were worth the hire like, yeah. or or if we're just trying to talk ourselves into it or what but there's a lot of value in what you've just said about taking it slow. Um I don't know, sometimes you don't have sometimes you don't have a year. Right. But it really does take a year before you know the cycle mm-hmm. of the church and you know the the why's behind a lot of things. So yep. that's not bad advice as you're communicating um, and, and and helping people hear your vision and, and your goals, don't just ram it down their throat because you may not get what you think you're going to get. Because we
2: can come in and when we're new, especially, and be the bull in the china shop, mm-hmm. right? And just knock everyone and everything over and be driven by a vision that is not based on relationship. And I so, remember
1: Landry shared um, in, when he was talking about visions about Caleb and how Caleb had the vision to go in the promised land, but yes. he had to wait 40 years. Right <laughs> Now, right. it was sin that caused them to wait, but their patience is important. Well, when we've all heard, you know, nobody, nobody
2: cares what you know until they know that you exactly. care. There is truth to that, right? And so the first step in communicating a new vision, casting it and communicating, is to take it slow. Mm-hmm. Don't rush it.
1: All right. I'm on I'm on board. I've slowed down. What's next?
2: Okay. So the next part of casting your new vision is to do it conversationally. So rather than having a big meeting where you unveil, you know, you, I picture the statue with the, the drape <laughs> over it and they rip it off and it's like, ta-da, here's yep. the new vision. Instead of leading that way, start to lead with your vision conversationally. So interact with people one-on-one in small groups. Start to use language that is uh hinting at the way that you're feeling. So if so I talk about churches as just uh, for the sake of discussion, you might have a church who is a reaching church. And so my parents have a church like this, it's an older church, it's in a downtown neighborhood. They don't have families in the church, but there are a lot of kids in the neighborhood. Right. And so the vision for that church appropriately is reaching to these kids in the neighborhood. That's going to be a very different vision than if you're a church that is filled with kids and your primary goal is teaching. And so there's a really difference in the visual that you see about a reaching church and a teaching church, right? And the, and you're going to do things different. You're going to make different choices. You're going to choose different curriculum. You're going to have different activities. So the wherever we land with what this vision is, is really going to affect what we do. And so to begin with that sort of discussion and, and just start to have conversations about, boy, I feel like we should be reaching the, reaching the community. We've got all these kids around us. How are we going to reach them?
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: start to work some of that, those thoughts into your conversations, into your team meetings. Float these ideas. See if other people pick up on it. That's not to be manipulative, but it's to start to kind of test the waters. And then you may find that you have a lot of people who affirm that vision without even knowing you're casting a vision. You're right. We do need to reach these kids, or we do need to work on teaching in this certain way. And then you can move forward after that. So begin, take it slow, begin conversationally. Start to work that vision into your conversations. That
1: might be over coffee. That might be, um, I mean, it could even be over personal emails, but not, not that you're leading with this giant mandate, but you're having conversations with people. You're talking with people building relationships with people
2: and then give them the opportunity to interact with your ideas I, I but it might not,
1: even change your idea yes, a little bit it could, that's right could could uh, Take off one of the hard edges or something. Yes,
2: and, you, and certainly you've already gained trust, right? We're taking our time. And now we're having a conversation. There's a dialogue about this. It's not a monologue right. telling you what we're going to do. It's saying, hey, how do you feel about this? What do you think about this? And it helps you know, to have that uh, give and take in the conversation where you know the vision isn't set in stone at this point in time. You're sharing it with others in a way that they can contribute to it. And that's going to give you greater buy-in as you move forward.
0: Hey, everybody, let's take a quick break from our conversation. I'm Michael Wally, the producer of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast, and I'm here to tell you about an exciting new resource by your host, Bill Emiot. What about Kids Ministry? In What About Kids Ministry, Bill has curated a series of questions and answers from some of the most authoritative voices in kids ministry. Pick up your copy of What About Kids Ministry, the go-to resource for kids and family ministry leaders, on Lifeway.com. Now back to our conversation. So cast your vision conversationally.
2: Yeah, the next one is to uh, to present that vision intentionally. And so the next step of that is when you're ready to make it a little bit more formal, call together your leadership team. You want to bring together your key kids leaders, not the whole church Right. Not not a giant forum in the community. You don't take that on the paper, but you bring together your core team and you want to be developing a core team of people around right. you. Right. That mm-hmm. are your your uh, your key le- leaders, key leaders, influencers, uh, even. Uh, yes. And then get together with them and have an intentional conversation about the need for a vision that builds off the conversation that's already taking place. And so now this is not threatening, right? You've already established trust because you've taken your time, right? You've established buy-in because you're being collaborative, Mm -hmm. right? And so now it's just time to say, hey, guys, there was this other episode that we did uh, the last episode, Bill, where we just talked about it's not enough to have the vision. We need to articulate the vision. We need to write it down. We need to communicate it to people so we can share it. And so let's do that together. And so now you're intentionally bringing them to the table, not in multiple loose one off conversations. Now you're bringing those four or five or six or eight people together to say, hey, let's as a team, let's write some words on a a whiteboard. Let's start to workshop this a little bit and then talk through some of those key words. Are we a reaching church? Are we a discipling? Are we uh?" Connecting? What's the goal in our kids' ministry? Is it to connect kids to God through, you know, what is it that we're driving to do? And start to put words to that together in a group and be very intentional to do that with your other leaders.
1: All right. So I've had a conversation. I've begun, uh, first off, I've, I've, Cooled my jets. So I've slowed down some. <laughs> I've begun to have conversation and build relationship with with these key leaders, really, and bring them together to have a, a more, maybe a little more formal conversation. And it
2: may even require getting away, right? It might mean a, Taking a retreat. Yeah. You know, even if it's just a day to get away for a long Saturday or something, uh, so that you can pull away and focus on that thing. Yes, so
1: we've settled on on this vision now, or maybe it's the mission statement or vision
2: statement. Now what? So once you have that, there's two other things you want to do. You want to share that vision congregationally, right? So we, we then want to make it known to the rest of the church. So we don't have this vision just as a secret vision that only the few of us have. We <laughs> want to say, okay, we're, we're formally going to say this is our goal. This is our why. Why? And then you want to start to share that in ways and places environmentally. So the congregational aspect may be you might need to run a little thing in the bulletin. You may need to update the kids portion of your web page that says we exist to whatever, mm-hmm. right? And you, and you have it printed there. You might put it in your bulletin. You may make announcements, you know, get an opportunity to present uh, from the platform on a, on a Sunday morning in a worship service about the kids ministry. And whenever you have the opportunity to do that, you want to work in this statement. So this this why that you're about, this simple statement that is memorable and repeatable, it, that you want to start to lead with that so that people in the whole church start to know, oh, the kids ministry, they're about this. And then everybody begins to understand what your why is congregationally. Then you want to display it environmentally, so it's environmentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want like put that. it put it on the wall, right? Oh, okay. So you you want to have posters up. You want to decorate the bulletin board in the hallway, right? You want to have. TV monitors, if you have that, you want graphics that pick up on this vision statement, the words about what your why is. And you want to be able to put those up so that people can't miss them. So that any visitor who walks into your space, any parent who's dropping off a kid can see what you're all about. A lot of my friends are actually um, outfitting or
1: clothing their volunteers with t-shirts. T-shirts is on a great Sunday way to do it. So you may have first kids on the front, but that quick statement that helps people know what you're about on the back of the t-shirt yes
2: yes and i love that idea there's you know a lot of churches we uh some are more formal Mm -hmm. in dress and and people are not overly comfortable wearing t-shirts other places are very comfortable with t-shirts and jeans and sneakers something i like about the t-shirts regardless of how you feel about formality in, in your the way you dress I like the sense of team that it creates. Right. I like that it easily identifies who the leaders are in a group. There's no mistaking somebody who's just a church member. That's a whole other conversation about safety
1: and security. Yes. But yes, it identifies.
2: It lets me know who to talk to if I have a question as a leader or as a child. If somebody's Mm -hmm. wearing that T-shirt, I know who a leader is. So there's a lot to like about the T-shirt. One of them is to display your mission, vision, value statement.
1: All right. So we've got it. We've got it out there. We've
2: shared it. We've... Now we got to – the hard maybe the hardest part yeah. is live it the hardest hardest part is then you have to live it consistently yeah right and so what that but but that shouldn't be hard because this is something that you've you believe in right this you've is a vision you've passed over months of this, time yeah good you've good. shared that already right do you've the process buy-in. and the
1: li- buy in will be there and the live it out will That's be there right.
2: and then the live it out isn't a have to do it's a get to do. Right. It's really, it's a natural outcome of the vision. If we set the right vision, it won't be hard. Yeah. Right. Now the goals might be hard. The steps might be difficult. We talked last time about losing weight. If the goal is to lose all this <laughs> weight, it's hard to not eat the candy bar.
1: And I have not lost any weight.
2: None of us has that much self-control, but this isn't about that. Really what this is about, this is about putting your finger on the heartbeat, right? This is what is the pulse of your ministry and just putting words to what it is so it's not that hard to live out when you do it I like to say this why statement once you have it it becomes a target and a filter so it actually helps you make decisions better so it gives you a target it gives you something to aim for if we know we are about this right I use the reaching ministry Mm -hmm. as one example Um, if, if that's what we're about that is gonna help us decide what we do and what we don't do a target and a filter right the target gives us what we're aiming for and then when somebody comes up with a great idea and you know everybody has a great idea and they'll bring it to you oh bill here's what i think you should do some random person i think you should have this kind of whatever event. Mm-hmm. Like, okay great idea but now you have a filter now you have a target to say well is that does that line up with the goals that we've established that we've communicated with the whole church that we share as a team that we've articulated to the parents that we put on our walls it's very easy to see, does this idea, is it way off target or is it a bullseye? Mm -hmm. Helps us make that decision quickly. Likewise, if it is way off target, it lets us filter that out pretty quickly and say, you know what, that might be a great idea, but in this context, at this point in time, we are committed to this vision and this is just a little bit outside of that.
1: Awesome. Well, Chuck, you always bring a lot of energy and excitement and passion when you come into the podcast room, and I'm thankful for that. You are a great friend, not only to me, but to kids ministers across the nation. We are lucky to have had you today, and I look forward to next time. I'm not sure when that'll be, but we'll get there, and we'll get you back in here, and you can share more of your expertise with our listeners. Thank you
0: for having me. It's been awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. You can find more podcasts, blog posts, and other resources at kidsministry101.com. You can also pick up your copy of What About Kids Ministry on Lifeway.com. We'll see you back here next week on the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.